cup of tea. Hello, tea. Mm, not a bad one. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, just got finished doing Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Riv Friday night. Went very well. Had a full house. I thought as a troupe, this was probably our best year. We were on. We were nailing it. <clears throat> Felt really good. I mean, I had one continuity problem. I should have been walking left and I was walking right. I mean, inconsequential. No one will remember or know. Not a big deal. Otherwise, for myself, nailed every bit of it. Was super happy with it. But here's where I'm a little disappointed. And I feel this is a good place to talk about it because this is, you know, fuck, it's my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Uh, there was an article, a uh, review sort of thing, in the Spectrum, UB's magazine, UB's newspaper, uh, after the show on Monday. I believe it came out Monday. And uh, now, mind you, I begrudge no one anything. This is not about anyone else. This is not about, you know, why or this or that. It's just, it's it's what it is, and it just is. It just bums me out. Uh, they wrote a decent article. They gave a lot of nice press to the Riviera. They gave a lot of nice press uh, to the drag queens, and the burlesque. Several paragraphs each. Names, outfits, talking, you know, uh, talk to them, quotes, the whole nine yards. Good article. We got one sentence. Francis Bacon experiment seamlessly acted out the film in front of the screen. One sentence. Talked to no one of the group. Did one sentence was very bummed me out it, it upset me sorry uh, it really did we bust our ass to do a good show we've been doing it for 12 years I think we do an incredibly good show every year we seem to get better and the audience is very appreciative and they come by afterwards and tell us what they thought and it's always good. And to get one sentence, not even a fucking, you know, nothing. One sentence. Sorry, that's bullshit. Uh, you talk to two-thirds of the whole group, the whole event, and the, you know, the main event, sort of. We like to think we're the main event. We get completely snubbed. I don't begrudge uh, anyone else for what they got. They, you know, 
they deserve the the accolades and the the press. I just think we should have also shared in that and not just gotten one sentence. So that's my complaint and gripe about the article written about us or about the show. Otherwise, for everyone else involved, good article, worth keeping around, worth sharing. For myself, I will not share it because we're basically, you know, told to fuck off with one sentence of, yeah, they do this. Let's talk about something else now. They, I felt insulted. So here's to next year where we will rehearse, plan, and kick ass again. And maybe someone will notice. So that is all I'm going to do about that. <clears throat> How's everyone doing today? Good, 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 good. So um, I was thinking about some stuff today. When I was a kid, I would, uh, you know, when your parents have a birthday or anniversary, as a kid, you make your own cards. You construct your own holiday, Christmas, birthday, anniversary message for your parents. You use your artistic skills to, you know, create this beautiful work of art. And uh, I would sign every birthday card to my parents, John Kehoe. First and last name. Uh, Just so they were sure that the misspelled, handwritten, had nicely kind of nicely shaped colored folded card that I had you know delivered made and given to them was from me John Kehoe I even signed them your son John Kehoe I am their only son so I just wanted there to be no confusion at all I didn't. I didn't want them to think there's, there was some strange person handing out random cards to members of my family in my name. No, 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 no. So John Kehoe signed. You know, I used to sign all the cards, John Kehoe, just so they knew it was me, not just some random guy named John. You know, oh, happy birthday from John. Who could this John be? Nope, wasn't gonna make him guess. John Kehoe, their son. I would call my parents up. Say, hey, Dad, it's John. Like I said, I'm their only son. If they have a male voice going, hey, Dad. 99. Now, granted, I have some brother-in-laws. So they might call my dad, Dad. They might do that. I don't actually know. Pretty sure um, my sister Ellen's husband, Maury, calls my father Pat. I don't know about my sister Pam's husband, Brian, or Sue's husband, Jeff. 
So I don't know for sure, but I don't think they call him dad. They might. Uh, but I think at our ages, I think Pat is acceptable for a son-in-law to do. I mean, I call Cheryl's dad Andy. Not that I wouldn't call him dad. Just this seems appropriate to call him Andy. So I think they call my dad Pat. So when I call my dad, it's, hey, dad, it's John. Like he, like he needs to be reminded, you know, who his son is. Or, hey, dad, it's your son, John. Yeah, yep, just... Just letting you know right now, the male voice saying, Dad, yeah, that's your son. I don't know why I do that. just always have done that. just seems sort of weird, but that's what I do. I don't know. Kind of what I do. So, and then uh, some other, I was at the cottage today. Cleaning up, clean, uh, getting ready for the winterization next weekend. We're gonna get all the water out the pipes. Yeah, throw on the uh, antifreeze into the pipes so they don't freeze up on us over the winter and uh, lock it all up. But and when I'm out there, I'm out there all by myself, so my brain just sort of wiggles and waggles through weird thoughts throughout the day and. Uh, I had made sure I noted a few of these down because, you know, it's just what you do, right? So I was thinking, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this or talked about this before, uh, but I think it's an important thing to remember. And I'm speaking to the guys right now, but this can go for the women too. So it goes both ways with this, so... But I only know my way, so I will speak to the guys in this. Uh, when you're, you know, during sex, you, you know, if you make noises, and that's cool, be sure you keep making those noises. Uh, because it's a good indicator of what's up and what, you know, what curls your toes, what makes you happy. Uh, you know, the nonverbal don't you fucking stop, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those little things. Um, but I know once you get into it and, and we're really going and it's a new thing and it's all good and, you know, maybe it's a, you know new and you're exploring and there's all this stuff and you might forget at one point to keep those noises up. And, you know, she's doing things to you that, you know, you're enjoying, but you're concentrating on what's going on, feeling it, not necessarily non-verbally or verbally reacting to it. You're just sort of feeling it. And you don't realize you've been quiet for a while. And then, you know, it it hits you. It's like, oh, shit, I haven't said anything. I haven't given her any feedback at all because it goes both ways you gotta get some feed you know you know if she's quiet i don't know if i'm quiet she don't know so you gotta keep that going back and forth and then you realize oh crap so 
whatever she's doing at, at that moment, you don't really realize it. You just like, oh, I better moan here. So you moan. That kind of moan that is like, don't you fucking stop. This is, you know, this is it. This is my thing. You found it. Yeah. Mm, you know my secret now. And I did that once. Uh, I speak from experience in this, you know. A while back, uh, I think that happened. So, um, whole rest of the relationship, she would tug and pull on my nuts hard. Sometimes bringing tears to my eyes. Because she thought that's what I liked. Uh, and it didn't matter what I said or did. After that point, I just couldn't convince her that that, that was not a thing I dug. She took that that verbal, that nonverbal moan at that moment that this is what he likes. Bang! Grabbing and tugging. So be careful. Be careful with what you do. Make sure you do, you know, you keep it up. You... Be noisy the whole way through or be quiet the whole way through. You got to pick one or the other. Going back and forth can get confusing. And you don't know what's going on sometimes. So don't be a confuser. Just, you know, do what you do. But stick with it. Um, Yeah, so that's the sort of shit that goes through my head. Uh... Why that popped in my head, I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, and also, today I was thinking about, you know, thought about going out for lunch, but decided not to. And, you know, when you're out getting food and lunch and stuff, you get, you know, you can't eat it all. A lot of times you got to get it to go. And what I really should be saying to the waitress at that point is, hey, I know how it is. So let me take this food home and in two weeks, I'll throw it out for you. You know, it's my pleasure. I'll, I'll take up space in my fridge. I'll look at it every day. Might even o- open it up and look at it and go, no, not yet. And just not eat it. And then keep saying that until it's furry and then uh, then I'll get rid of it so if you could waste your time packing this up I'm going to throw it away in two weeks sound good? good thanks that's how that conversation should go with the waitress because that's what I seem to do all the time I'm an idiot with leftovers I think I'm being good you know George Carlin said it best. It's like leftovers give you two good feelings. The first good feeling is, you know, it's like, hey, I'm smart. I'm saving food. The second good feeling is I'm smart. I'm saving my life. Uh, so, yeah, Car- Carlin nailed it with that. You know, leftovers do make you feel good. But I am on the ladder of that, you know, I'm always... Wait until it's too far gone and then it's tossed out. I don't know why I do it, but I do. Try not to. I try to be good about things, but I, I'm a dip. I'm a dip.
and not even like a good dip, not not even like a bison chip dip or you know a, a salsa dip. I'm just like a straight up just dill. Ah, good sip today. So story tonight, story today. It's story time, everybody. Story time, story time. I'm going to try and tell a story. Uh, my brain's sort of not 100% with me, but I'm going to give it a shot because that's what I want to do. I want to try to make it happen. So, the story is titled, The Man Who Couldn't Smell. The Man Who Couldn't Smell. I'm going to take a sip and start right into it. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, first time I met Bill, I uh, was rather surprised. He was sitting there in the middle of the garbage dump, just sitting, thinking, contemplating, as he said. Uh, the owner of the dump had called us in. He was uh, delaying their work, more or less. There's some big trucks driving around there, and they saw this this man just sitting there going through some garbage and just being. So they they tried to ask him to leave, and he just wouldn't. He said he was... Duty bound to figure things out. I'm not quite sure what he meant by that. But he said he was going to stay until he made sense of it all. So, when we were called in, I started talking to Bill, and I would come back every couple of days and give him a talk. Now, Dumb decided they could work around him a little bit, and they just sort of let him be in his little corner. They gave him a little. They just sort of left him alone in his spot. He wasn't doing anything nefarious or wrong. He was just in their way. So we convinced him to work around him, give him a chance. He was an older man. I'm going to say, at least in his 70s, mid-70s, but the more I talked to him, the more I got to know something about him. Now, when I say we found him in the dump, that was a thing. It stunk to high heaven. I mean, I'd go there and visit him, but I took nose plugs. I would wear a mask sometimes. It was not pleasant. I mean, there was food garbage. There was human waste garbage, diapers, and, you know, just sick all over the place. There was just garbage. Vile, vile garbage. Bill just, (laughs) he would just sit. I asked him, I'm like, Bill, 
How can you wake up? I, I, I mean, first off, how could you sleep? How can you live? How can you handle being around this garbage all the time? And, you know, he would just wave his hand and go, It's my lot. It's my destiny. It's my curse. Uh, so I started doing some digging. Started doing some background into Bill. And I found out that he was once a very powerful man. In the private industry, he was a very wealthy, very important individual in the advertising and the marketing world. He was top dog for a while. You might have seen the movie TV show Mad Men. Um, he was that second generation that, you know, late 60s, 70s version of that madman. Yeah, but he was he was good. Real good. They had an accident. Car accident. I was driving over Brooklyn Bridge and there was a multi-car pile-up. Well, he was right in the middle of it and I crushed pretty bad. And somewhere in all that crushing, somewhere in all that damage, something happened to his head. He got it crunched pretty good. And it took several surgeries and several years for him to get back to what you would think would be a normal life. And he did. He got back to it. Apparently, after the fact, he came back to his job and he brought one more really good ad to his company. And everyone thought that he had he had jumped that hurdle. I mean, he seemed like that guy, the strong will, the vibrant lifestyle that he had he was he was going to be the one that would beat it his brain was going to heal his body was going to heal and he was going to be whole again and it looked like that had happened everything had healed except one thing couldn't smell he had lost his sense of smell in doing so, he lost his sense of taste. He lost his sense of... Hmm. He lost his sense, more or less. You see, I didn't understand how powerful a sense of smell was. I didn't understand 
what? Just breathing in and smelling what's being cooked in the kitchen or smell that overripe banana. That grass outside or the rain coming in. You can smell all those things. You can smell mm, the musk of your partner. You can smell all those beautiful things. You couldn't anymore. All the beauty of food, all the beauty of flowers, all the beauty of life was sort of snuffed out when his nose stopped acknowledging odor. And once it did that, his taste buds, they they didn't work right. They need that. They need whatever the nose does. Sure, it brings in the air and it attracts the, the taste buds in that way, but it doesn't fully enrich. So food had no taste. A kiss had no love. It's all that. It's all tied together. And he just got mad. He couldn't taste. He got mad. He couldn't mm, feel those memories. Those memories that you get from smell. It's like he lost part of himself. His everything was gone. And that's when he started to just disappear. He's got a big house. I don't think he's been to in years. His wife hasn't seen him. Kids don't know where he is. I've asked if I should let them know, and he's happy living in the dump. He's happy being alone, being a little garbage hermit. He's made himself a nice little garbage home in the dump. And I think I'll convince the owners to just let him stay until he dies. He's probably not going to be long around for long, so I think I can convince him. Give him his space. Let him just go peacefully. in the worst smelling place in the world. One place where he knows he can be left alone. I'm gonna keep visiting him though. I'll tell him it's just my duty. 
He's on my beat. But I'll just keep an eye on him. So that was the man who could not who couldn't smell. I don't know. What'd you think? Little story about a guy who couldn't smell. So that's that and I am Ooh. getting down to the end of my tea. So I'm gonna start doing my last sip thought. And as always, be kind to everyone, be kind to each other, be nice. Because nice is, it's good. And kindness is good. And you should be kind. Uh, it helps. It helps people throughout their day. You might not know it, but your kindness in the morning might help someone get through their day. Or your kindness at night might help someone sleep peacefully. You never know. So, try and be nice to each other. And uh, thank you for hanging out with you with Kehoe. As always, it's not about the tea. It's about the time spent. So thank you for spending your time with me. I will see you all, speak to you all next time. And uh, hope you had a great week. Hope you'll have a great week. And I'll see you soon. All right, turn this off.